0: Diana Olenik again, and this is the Alchemia Success Show. And as promised, I'm also bringing again another expert in nutrition and in health. Her name is Jane Espinosa, and she is the founder of the Weightless Program and Company, a motivational speaker, and a health coach. I'm excited about her journey because it seems that it also started as part of her own experience, how she ended up in all of this wonderful uh, field of health coaching. So hi, hey Jane, how are you doing today? And please let us know, how did you get started in this journey?
1: Hi, Diana. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here on the Alchemy SSS show <laughs> and um, how I started on my journey. So my journey, there's a personal side to my journey, of course, because I used to be morbidly obese as a child and uh, I discovered my own health transformation when I was in my senior year of college. But then my business uh, story started quite a few years after that. So um, long story short, when I first started off with my own personal health transformation, I had no idea it would eventually become my business, which Mm -hmm. I created my business weightless to share my story of losing 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason why I did that was, Kind of by accident mm-hmm. i did not think i was very successful if you will and i had never had any plans to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. but after sharing i had people in the audience tell me oh my goodness jen that is a fabulous story i am so inspired to take my own health journey how can i work with you And that was an aha moment for me because i wasn't a coach at the time i was just a speaker i was just sharing my story and it was at that moment in life that i realized um whatever we do personally for ourselves and for our own growth can have a huge impact on other people when we're willing to share our stories so that that was a very humbling moment for me and that's what started my journey of becoming a speaker
2: Mm,
0: wow that is amazing and um, how was your personal experience and um, I guess part of the habits that you developed there when you were, you know, younger, when you had the overweight, what factors do you think that contributed to that um, increasing weight during that stage
1: of your life? You know, it was a progression, just like anything, bad habits, good habits. They're all a progression of habits yes. that yes. you pile upon. And as a child, I just really loved to eat i still love to eat yeah i'm always gonna love to eat yeah that's how i coach people as well like you should love what you're eating you should Mm -hmm. never eat what you're eating
2: yeah and
1: unfortunately as a kid i had some issues with impulse control and i ate a lot Mm -hmm. way more food than i needed to i had this misconception that the more i ate the more i demonstrated that i was a foodie or that i was a lover of food And uh, growing up in a family that was on a budget, and a large family, we ate a lot of processed foods. So boxed mac and cheese, scalloped potatoes with ring bologna, all of the budget foods that weren't necessarily the healthiest for us. And those habits piled up. I was eating great quantities of food that were not necessarily the healthiest for me. And I didn't have any cooking skills as a child because my mom, was a fabulous cook, but she was the semi-homemade type of cook who would open a can, open a box, and then feed our family of six. Um, Many of those foods were, you know, coupon kinds of foods, and that was my experience with how to cook. Mm -hmm. So maybe once a year during Thanksgiving, we would have a fully home-cooked meal where it was mostly from scratch, but for the majority of life, my experience of food was um, semi-homemade style cooking. So I did not learn to cook until I went to college
0: mm-hmm yes that is um it's something that it's very everybody can relate to that i think that in living in a society where it's like the grat- gratification society where we where we want things to be fast done and when we're busy with our jobs kids it's easy to get into that cycle you know to try to get these activities as, as easy as possible and as faster as possible, and food is a big role there that we just want to get rid of that part fast. So the kids get affected in some sense, and that's why we try to raise some awareness and show that they, it's not just our bodies, but the bodies of our kids that also are gonna have an impact. So it's such a beautiful story that, of course, you open your heart and you say how it's been for you. Oh. Uh, it's many of us feel related with you and also the impact with kids. So, But now I understand that you also have kids, right? I uh, do. I have two yes. beautiful daughters. Uh, that's beautiful. And how the, has been that process with uh, transitioning for them and discovering these other options of vegetarian or vegan foods? How has been that transition with them?
1: So this is an interesting story. I lost my weight before I got married and had my children. So I lost 100 pounds my senior year of college, and then I met and married my husband. Mm -hmm. So my children had already benefited from the, the cooking habits and the transition I already learned in terms of how to eat healthier. So from the time they were babies, you know, I I gave them the best of everything I had learned during the time that I lost weight. And Mm -hmm. it was not terribly hard for me to lose baby weight. You know, after I gained weight with my pregnancies, I was able to lose the weight again. So I maintained Mm -hmm. those habits over time. Mm -hmm. And by the time my first daughter was born, I had already been in a very comfortable maintenance mode. So anything that she has known is something that's a combination of both my heritage in terms of food and my husband's heritage so my husband's from Calcutta India so we have a lot of curry in our home we have a lot of spice we have a lot of potatoes
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) we
1: do a lot of fun cuisines and Mm -hmm. my background is Hispanic so taco night and Mm -hmm. um, tamales if I get into the mood or enchiladas things like that so our family is very diverse and very global Mm -hmm. In terms of my transition to plant-based eating, that was a much slower transition, and that happened after my kids were already in in grade school.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, My my oldest kid is in high school right now, so um, she experienced it on a different level than maybe she had as a child, but um, I became interested in being a vegetarian about seven years ago or so, Mm -hmm. and I stayed vegetarian for about two years. Mm -hmm. And my reasoning for becoming a vegetarian, and I tell this to clients all the time, it doesn't matter like what other people tell you you need to eat for your health. What matters is why you personally choose to do a different diet. Mm -hmm. For me, that personal choice was I knew that vegetarians live longer and I knew that they eat more whole grains, fruits and vegetables, which at the time I wasn't quite eating as many as I wanted to be. So those were some focuses for the reason I made the change. And um, just this past year, I decided to take it one step further and become vegan. Now, in between that time, between being vegetarian and vegan, I took another baby step by going dairy-free as a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the hardest part for me because I grew up in Wisconsin and we are cheese heads in Wisconsin. We're all about the dairy. We're all about the the meat, the cheese, the butter, the sour cream, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the, the harder mm-hmm. transition was dairy free. Mm-hmm. And I, my philosophy when it comes to exposing my children to this, they can have anything I cook. I am not a person who cooks different meals for everyone in my house, Mm -hmm. even if they're not eating the same way I
2: eat. Mm -hmm. But
1: I will instead make sure that there's a smorgasbord of different options that Mm -hmm. at at least everyone will enjoy to some extent, like maybe one of my children does not enjoy tofu, but my Mm -hmm. other children does. Mm
2: -hmm. So you know,
1: I'll serve tofu, but I'll also make sure there's another thing on the table Mm -hmm. that my younger child would eat. So I Mm -hmm. try to make sure that I'm not cooking all day long Mm-hmm. But that yes. there are foods that everyone can enjoy on the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Because that is the challenge. When everyone wants different stuff, so we end up, you know, cooking different things. That has happened to me, for sure. But I <laughs> think that is the reality always with kids. Because we cannot, you know, kids are unpredictable. You cannot you cannot prepare something and expect that they are always going to eat exactly what you want. They have their own taste and it's totally okay. It's beautiful to embrace them. Um, yeah, they uh, uh, taste. So it's good that you also have different options. That is beautiful too. There are many options always. There are fruits, right? Which is other type of vegetables and maybe they can be interested in exploring. There are uh, nuts, for example, that they can explore. There are so many options and they enjoy. When they are small, I see that they enjoy exploring different, you know, the colors, because all the colors of the fruits that attracts uh, their attention and they want to try. So it's, it's a beautiful experience, right? What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great experience. And um, what I like to do is experiment. So for example, maybe I like a dish a certain way, but my children turn their nose up at it. That's fine. I'll try a different method of cooking or a different, different preparation or a different sauce the next time. So I guess you could say I never give up when it comes to uh, pleasing the palates in my household. But it's an ex- it's an adventure as well. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, my children are fully aware of what is on the table. I don't try to hide it or pretend it's something that they think it is like, I don't think that's the right way to go with children. Mm-hmm. I've heard of techniques where you like Puree vegetables inside of sauce, and then you dump it in there, but you pretend like it's a regular sauce. Mm-hmm. I feel like being upfront about what mm-hmm. my children are eating is going to make them more curious and interested yeah. to try different things.
0: Yeah, that's a good approach. And honesty you know, they they need to know what is uh, exactly uh, and, and understand and the education process, explaining what are the potential benefits, the nutrition, the vitamins, the minerals. Find that my, ki- my kids are um, interested about that. What type of thing this this um, fruit can make for me? It says my kids. are so then I I try to explain. So it's it's a, an education process too, and it's beautiful. Yes. Instead of trying to hide things, as you say. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> be open with your kids. Be upfront. If you mm-hmm. if you allow your kids to participate, they're mm-hmm. more likely to eat what you put on the table. So mm-hmm. even if they can help you cook, if they can help you mix things choose the vegetable or fruit for the week. I mean, those are great ways to get them involved.
0: Yes, thank you for that tip. So in terms of your own journey, now I want to go back a little bit to the time where you were dealing with the weight excess, um, or yeah, overweight. And how or what was that like, a specific point where you said, no more. And how was that psychologically, emotionally? What triggered that decision?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for asking. So this is a, a very personal thing. Um, mm-hmm. It could be the, called the trigger moment, the aha, the Again. epiphany, mm-hmm. things like that. And a lot of people have this misconception that it has to be something very rock bottom for someone before they'll mm-hmm. make a significant change yeah. in their mm-hmm. life. And that was not my experience.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: The thing that really triggered me was I was my final year of college. Everything was going well for me. I was living Mm -hmm. independently from home. I loved my university. I was successful. I was working. Everything was going well in life.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was at my highest weight ever and um, my grandmother happened to pass that that year just before I graduated. Uh, Grandma Espinosa She was a wonderful role model to me, and um, she lived to the ripe old age of 88 years old, but she had been having heart disease and and issues related to heart disease for several years. Mm -hmm. So this was not her first scare, but unfortunately, it was her last. And um, when she passed away, she was the final of my grandparents to pass away. So it was very hard on me, Mm -hmm. especially because I had hoped she would come to my Uh, graduation. But when she took a hard look at how I was living my life, and while a lot of things were going very well for me, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I was gaining weight year after year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get to a point where you don't step on the scale because you're like, it doesn't matter. My weight is not my worth. And that's true. Mm -hmm. But I was avoiding awareness around what I was doing and how it was impacting my health. So I was getting to a weight and um, a discomfort with my weight. I hadn't been dis- you know, uncomfortable with it before, mm-hmm. but then I'd look to the future and I said, okay, when I get to be 50, 60, 70 years old, mm-hmm. what kind of life will I be living at mm-hmm. that point? If I keep gaining weight, if I get to a point where I might need to ride a scooter to get through the grocery store, mm-hmm. or if I'm not physically able, to me, that would have been just traumatic if I could not be physically a- able. I'm a very athletic person.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I thought about that and I'm like, this is not acceptable. I didn't Mm -hmm. like the future that I saw for myself. And that's what took me into the philosophy of, of no matter what I do in regards to my health, it has to contribute to longevity. Mm -hmm. So everything I do and everything I coach my clients on Mm -hmm. is related to longevity, Mm -hmm. like what is going to help you live not just a longer life, but a longer quality life so that Mm -hmm. you can do the things in life that you're meant to do.
0: Mm yeah that's awesome and what are the steps that you took to actually make that transition
1: uh i am a big fan of one step at a time and celebrating your progress yeah so Mm -hmm. it took me a year to lose Mm -hmm. 100 pounds and that's not unusual Mm -hmm. um that's very common actually i think six Mm -hmm. months is probably the minimum that it takes to make significant weight changes yeah and maintain that weight loss over time
2: and Mm -hmm. i always
1: wanted to have it be a one-and-done kind of situation
2: Mm-hmm. So when I
1: first started off, you know, I had never dieted. I was very unusual as a child. I never dieted as a, a young kid. I mm-hmm. had no interest in it. Yes. So um, some of the perspective I took with it is I did not want to buy into a program, a shake, mm-hmm. a, a supplement. Yeah. I did not want to buy into any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a number of reasons I didn't have the money, but also I realized that um, my ability to change came from within me. Mm
2: -hmm. It had nothing
1: to do with a product or something I ingested because clearly what I was ingesting so far was not doing it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I said, okay, it has to be something that I can do day in and day out without purchasing some sort of product.
2: That was
1: clear to me. That is
0: (laughs) smart. Yeah.
1: And I'm glad because those things are expensive, right? Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: (laughs) And the other thing I said was, I don't want to remove things from my life that I love. My whole format and how I work with people is about finding your bliss. Mm -hmm. And to me, uh, my bliss has nothing to do with eating salad all day, what I call Mm -hmm. rabbit food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not blissful to me. It's not Mm -hmm. something I would maintain Mm long-term. It just isn't fun. So I said, okay, I understand. The the place I'm at right now, I am not going to eat salad all day long. So Mm -hmm. trying to do a salad-based diet was not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. however I knew that I love um, other foods whole foods that are mm-hmm. plant-based that were delicious yeah for example whole grains. I love mm-hmm. whole grains mm-hmm. you know the more fiber the better for me yes. I love legumes and beans and nuts mm-hmm. and seeds I love all of those things so I'm like okay yes. I'm going to add more of those things that I mm-hmm. love yeah. and by default because I was so full from all the fiber in these mm-hmm. plant foods I wasn't eating as many of the bad foods. So for me, it was about adding to
2: life, not taking away. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, that's an amazing story. And it's um, something that seems also very practical advice for someone. One part is the mindset or the realization of the future, looking into the future, which is a, a beautiful way to explain how it happened to you. And the other part is the execution. Uh, which is based on those uh, smart decisions in terms of what foods can uh, give you that sensation of being satisfied so you don't overeat, right? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. So now how was the transition of uh, like the business? Uh, You explained me, yeah, the transition, but uh, how is the business, the creation, how you got your first clients? Uh, How was that experience?
1: Amazing (laughs) Um, speaking has always been a passion of mine. So when I first opened my business waitlist, it was as a speaking company. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was working full-time in corporate, I worked 16 years in various quality assurance roles within financial services. So I was doing very um, dry data analytics type of work, case Mm -hmm. management documentation, Mm -hmm. very process oriented work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I needed the outlet of speaking because I believe that um, learning information is great and I'm a lifelong learner. But until you pay it forward by sharing it with other people, Mm -hmm. how are you helping anyone? You're not helping anyone by keeping that information to yourself. So speaking has always been important to me. Mm -hmm. I also write and blog and do other things like that because communicating is very important. But um, my corporate job was not allowing me to also be of service as a coach because um, I was behind a desk, I was not interacting with people and it was it was just not doing it for me anymore. Yeah. So um, when I started coaching people, I had that one-on-one interaction with people. I got to understand what it was they were dealing with on a daily basis. and was able to help guide and facilitate change for them because as a coach, I'm not telling people what to do I'm helping them find the answers that they have within themselves, Mm -hmm. which is also a very humbling experience because we know more than we think we do. And we just don't rely upon that. We don't believe ourselves to be authorities on our own lives. Mm -hmm. And I want to change that for people because it is true. You are more powerful than any product or anything Mm -hmm. out there. As long as you start with a belief of you can do it. And so I like Mm -hmm. to encourage my clients that yes, they can do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm there with you right along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome. And how is the business in the current moment? what um uh projects or uh, stuff do you do? How do you get your speaking um engagements and um, that is very exciting
1: yeah, well there's a- after covid hit there have been a lot of changes i'm doing virtual speaking as well as in person there are fewer in-person presentations but thankfully your podcast other podcasts i've been fortunate to do many podcast interviews and participate Mm -hmm. in live summits from a coaching standpoint Mm -hmm. what i'm hearing from my clients is they're very much looking for cooking demonstrations recipes that they can use and their Mm -hmm. family will love that is what my clients are looking for. So I'm branching into some more of those types of opportunities mm-hmm. in a virtual space. Mm-hmm. So for That's example, so I have an ebook of recipes for healthy treats. And this is really appropriate this time of year. Everything mm-hmm. from paleo hot chocolate to apple cider to um, portable kinds of breakfast cookies that you can take and that your kids will love. Um, everything from low sugar to gluten-free. I mean, I love to serve my clients no matter where they are. And I love to have them explore different tastes. And many of these recipes have been tried in my own kitchen with my own two daughters who have vastly different tastes from mine. So um, my perspective is it should be tasty and I want people to find easy ways, not time consuming that spends all day in the kitchen, not that type of cooking, but the type of cooking that is easy, low prep that Mm -hmm. everyone can love and that you don't need to be like a sous chef just in the kitchen all day long. So that's what I've been working very excited about working with my clients on is finding those ways to, if you don't have cooking skills, there's a solution for you and you don't need to purchase HelloFresh or Blue Apron or one of those services. Like I have scoured thousands of recipes for people and I um, mm-hmm. like to provide things that are helpful to them. So I lay them out on meal plans. I do ebook of recipes. I do lots of ways to support my clients where they are. And it's just been so exciting for me because uh, cooking is exciting for me and fun.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm a
1: fall cook, so I love to make the soups and the stews. And I really enjoy encouraging people to get outside of their comfort zone in the kitchen, whether that's adding a spice they never use. You know, I'm I'm a spice maven. I can tell you how to spice it up in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But um, using a spice you haven't used, using a tech- cooking technique that you never thought of, like roasting your vegetables instead of steaming them.
2: Mm -hmm. it's a
1: totally different flavor profile so Mm -hmm. those are things that are very exciting for me and that I like to support my clients
0: creativity (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes that's amazing yeah it sounds like you're uh, very creative you you love all that stuff in all areas so it's interesting thank you for sharing that so um um, you that is basically you what you're working on right now right to produce that
1: for your clients and so how people can get a hold of you my digital home is accessible from anywhere. It is weightlesschronicles.com. Not weight loss, weightlesschronicles.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find all my social media profiles out there. I'm on just about every platform except TikTok. I haven't gotten into TikTok yet, <laughs> but I'm pretty much anywhere else on the web, on the, on the social media and I have lots of free resources for me for all of you who are listening today including the healthy treats recipe book if you're interested and some other things that are free on my website if you'd like to learn more about how I work
2: Mm
0: -hmm. thank you so much Um, is there anything that you wish I had asked you today Jen
1: I'd like to leave folks with a a tip because I know there's a lot of overwhelm and stress these days you know uncertain schedules not sure what's happening with school and the kids and uh, maybe some job layoffs and other things. There's a lot of transition going on in life right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I would like to encourage everyone who's listening that it's in the transitional points of life that significant change can happen if you're willing to take that first step. Mm
2: -hmm. And you don't
1: have to think everything through. Just take that first step. That is how I was able to lose 100 pounds. I took that first step. That's how I was able to finish a marathon. I took that first step. And I know that if it's possible for me, there's nothing unique about me. It is possible for every single one of your listeners
0: today. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for all that amazing uh, uh, journey and for all your insight and your strategies and expertise as a health coach and a motivational speaker. Thanks so much for all the information and the time that you uh, decided to share with us today, Jen. Thank you, Diana. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. Thank you. See you the next time. Bye-bye.